overtime on a Saturday afternoon. 106.7 The Fan. DOC on the microphone. Vic training, operating, and leading. And welcome back from MLB. And I have to, before um, we go to the lines and get Paul in the district of Columbia, Vic being back on the grind after a long and grueling baseball season and you thrust right into playoff baseball, do you just carry that over or can you cut the cord? Uh, I've been cutting the cord a little bit because this postseason has been relatively boring until the last couple of days. Uh, we've had sweeps. We've had blowouts. Um, but lately, the last, you know, Arizona making a series, Houston rallying. Now we got ourselves some playoff baseball now. Now I'm back in. Yeah, it's crazy. Altuve, I mean, 5'7", and it don't mean squad baseball. I mean, yeah. But the power that he generates, and it's a great example of when people talk about torque. I mean, when I see Bryce Harper swing a bat, I can't imagine anybody with a with more bat speed and power combined. If it is, you tell me. He's like a legit Hall of Fame second baseman. Like I, I, like right now, if his career was was done, he's on. He's in the Hall of Fame. Yep. Even with all the cheating stuff back in 2017, I mean, I, does that does it really matter? As I don't think it it mattered. Well, you penalized, and then if you can win after it without it, then I then I let you off the hook. Which which he's they've already won one with Dusty they've last already year, won one. and yeah, and, and they may they may be in the, in the midst of a mini dynasty. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, they're pretty much on the borderline of New England Patriots dynasty of Major League Baseball. Yeah, and it, and it and it shows you what we're chasing. It's not easy. I, I try to tell people all the time: this is not easy. It's hard to win in a group in a team sport. Be easy if you're just playing tennis or golf. And I always go. People say, "Well, how the kind of guys aren't running the defense? How come they don't get?" You know how many different clubs a great golfer works based on distance. Feel, touch, you know how intricate it is? Nothing's easy in these things. People aren't giving away money for nothing. It's hard. You got to be a great player. You got to be coachable. You got to have a scheme that fits. Look at the Miami Dolphins. You take a look at that situation there. Could you have, did you predict that? Just the eyeball test. Really? Then I should take you to Vegas with me. Because that means you're really good. Overtime on a Saturday. DOC on the microphone. Victor behind the glass training, doing all the things that he does. District of Columbia is our next stop. Paul, welcome to Overtime. Hey, hey, hey Doc. Thanks for taking my call. Listen, um, my man. I hear everybody talking about the number ones, uh, you know, that we got on the front forward line. But I, I, the, the elephant in the room is the linebackers. They have not played well. Last year, they did not play well. This year, they knew that the linebackers' uh, core was weak, and they're one-dimensional. They they can either cover, they can either cover the run, or they can cover the pass. They can't cover both. So, so your linebacker is supposed to be the most intelligent person on the field, 
And and if we don't get those linebackers playing against the Giants, we will lose. Thanks for taking my call. Yeah, and they, they did step up. I thought last week, Davis in particular, I thought the guys, they had a breakthrough. His play, it might have been his best game in Burgundy and goal. That's what you're looking for. Um, you, you turn up the intensity. I hate to say young. At Coach Thompson, I know he's looking down here laughing because as he, I was taught, you're not young when you go to the pay window. You're not too young to get that bag. So I don't ever want to – I don't even like to use the term young. If you're out there then and you're getting the check, then I expect you to do the job. That's all I'm saying. I'm not asking you to do anything more. But I am saying, well, then what has determined your job? When do I can I look at it and say, well, that guy did his job? That's the part I don't like. That should be clear cut. Don't BS me with a bunch of talk. Either they're doing what you ask them to do or they're not. And if they're not doing it, then replace them. You can't do any worse. It ain't like you kicking everybody's behind with them. So why is the reluctancy to rotate? And to move people around. You act as if you're undefeated with some of these people. That's the part that burns me up. Kevin in Arlington, welcome to Overtime. So, Doc, I'm with you. And we talked uh, after the game last Sunday uh, about Chase not running to the whistle and him maybe not being all the way back and all that. But I, I don't want to point fingers at players as much as I want to point it at the coaches. You know, it's Rivera who has said since he got here, What's tolerated is accepted. Really? You finally bench someone on performance uh, in Forbes, our number one rookie, and you're, you're probably going to you know, kill his confidence by sitting him without playing him at all. I mean, the last time I saw them actually sit someone was William Jackson. It was halfway through the year. Or before yep. that, it was Landon Collins. It was halfway through the year. Yep. It's crazy. Yep. So we start our season slow on D. We've started our game slow. Uh Awad laid it out this morning about how bad we've been. We don't show up till 2.30 uh, at the 1 o'clock kick. We finish slow, too. Nobody's talking about this. You look at our seasons under Rivera, they're bell curves. Even the playoff year, if you take the Bucks game, granted, they were the Bucks, but if you take that loss, we finish that year 1-3. and three. Okay? This is a finesse group, and it needs to be a violence group, and it isn't. When I think about my D, and it's really the D that's going to carry us because that's where the money's invested. They're not angry. Except I see John Allen get angry, and I see Cam Pearl get angry, and I see those guys show up. I see two guys show up regularly, okay, and it's those two. Now, one other thing, Baldy. We love Baldy. He finally calls Chase out for the poor technique. It's not even as Chase in shape. It's poor technique. He doesn't have any moves. Baldy said this this week. He's not running the whistle. So none of us should be surprised. And I just, you keep saying there's time. And there is time. Hell, we no, got there is time. But, but why would we have any confidence this group would all of a sudden be consistent given their track record over three and a half years? And with the D-line, it's mostly the same guy. So I'll, I'll, I'll get off and listen to what you have to say about that. No, that's good. Um, well, we, we speak the same language. I mean, I, I, I'm with you. I get it, but we got to get the job done. Um, we've got Gary Clark that's uh, coming up, and he's got a meeting to get to. So, Victor, why don't we take a break now, come back and see if we can get Mr. Clark on and get a few words with G. 
and then we'll let him get about his business. You're listening to Overtime here on a Saturday on 106.7 The Fan. Welcome back to Overtime. Doc Walker on the microphone. Victor controlling all things that have electricity flowing through them. And it's time for us now to bring in one of my all-time favorite teammates, future Hall of Famer, Gary Clark. And, G, you know it's New York, and we didn't necessarily have the smoothest operations up in the Meadowland. It's hard to win up there. Every time we go up there, I think about you, and I know that you hated the Giants as well as the rest of the division. So I wanted to get your take on what does your gut tell you about the Burgundy and Gold's invasion of New York? Well, actually, I, I like their chances better than what our chances were back in the day when we played. But <laughs> I got my ass kicked by them six times in a row. and just crushed me and killed me. Some of my best games were losses against the Giants, unfortunately. You know, I, I needed yeah. to pull out a little bit more than I did, and I didn't. So I don't, I don't count those games statistically as my best games. I kind of count them as my worst games because mm-hmm. the Giants just – they beat us six, years, six, six times in a row. Six times in a row, you know, and playing in the NFC East back when we played, Doc, that was very hard to swallow. Worst case scenario, you want to split with a team in the NFC yep. East. So for them to yep. sweep us three years in a row, that was very hard for me to swallow. So that's why I hate the Giants much more than I ever hate the Cowboys. I tried to explain that to people. I, I think we have a difficult time because Philadelphia's fans, not the players, but their fan base – not all of them, but some of them can be rotten to the core and they get a bad rap. Dallas is Dallas, but the New York football giant, we never, I don't know. I, I they're, they're the nicest people I know within the division. Some of my best friends are Giants fans. They're reasonable. They're highly intelligent. They're nothing like Cowboy fan. So I've always had a decent relationship with them, but I'm wondering, this is a must win for both both teams. And I just wonder, you as a man who who gets it and only cared about winning, as many passes as you caught, you would have traded catches for wins. That's why I love you, because it was about winning first. What, what's your gut tell you about our team this year? I think, you know, it is a must win for both teams, I think. But I think even more so for, our, for us, because we're in a spot now where, you know, if we win this game against the Giants, we may be able to pick up ground on other teams in the NFC East because the Eagles has a tough game to play. And Dallas has a tough game to play. So, I mean, we could find ourselves with a couple of teams losing in the NFC East and we're winning in the NFC East if we play our cards right come tomorrow. So, um, we tend to play well on the road for whatever reason, much better than we play at home. So I yeah, like scary. our chances because we play we play better at Dallas and we play better on the road than we do at home, which is, you know, typically it's completely the other way around. You know, we know. truly had a 12th man back in the day when we played because, you yeah. know, nobody wanted to come into RFK. They just didn't, mainly because of our fan base. Our fan base was spectacular. And, you know, I give credit to our team this year. Our fan base is trying to come back into the fold. You know, it would be nice for the, to be 80,000 screaming fans in FedEx Field the next time we play there. But it, all of that depends on if we beat the Giants come tomorrow. Yeah, we've, the Giants had, tomorrow, we, we, we've we, had sellouts. 
You can yeah. feel it. You're there. Um, there's a buzz that's back. I think a lot of our fan base back in the old days, they're just dying to return. And that's why I label this Operation Return to glory. I kind of sense we're headed. But, Gary, pro teams don't get blown out. We lost to the worst team in the league at home on national TV. I'm not even crediting that to schematics. That's your heart. You you can't. I don't care what the scheme is. A winless team that comes in and guts you at home. I got to be concerned about that. You that just that, that's not normal. So what scares yeah. me about this team is that I don't know who they are. And that and that bothers me because I can't. I I don't know what to think because I they don't. I can't read them. What am I missing? Uh, I think I think they're going through the phases of figuring that out. I mean, I, I truly do. I think there's leaders on the team that are trying to prevail to come up, but not there yet. But leaders, you know, you know, on the football team, it's not necessarily the coaches, not necessarily the ownership. It's the players that take charge of the game at some point in time. You know, the best thing about Washington was, you know, we got an order and then we carried it out. You know, I mean, Joe Gibbs never blocked for you, Doc. He never caught a pass from you, Doc. He never right. came there and made a special special teams play for you, Doc. You did all yep. that yourself because of how you felt about the game and what you wanted to do for your teammates. What I'm hoping is that through players like Terry McLaurin and if everybody had the heart of Terry McLaurin, the commanders would be undefeated right now. <laughs> you ain't lying. Would. So, I mean, they would be because he does not like to lose. You know, he's a diplomat about it. But I know I've met the gentleman. I've talked with the gentleman. I know deep down inside, he does. It's driving him crazy, completely driving him crazy. He's just better at um, news conferences than I ever was when we lost. When I lost, I couldn't contain myself. I didn't like it, and I let everybody know I didn't like it, and I didn't really give a shit what anybody said because at the end of the day, we get paid to win. We don't get paid to lose. You know, our you fans lying. come out I mean, to I, the game to see us to, to see us win. They don't come out to see us lose. You know, and we got watching us at home. I mean, at the end of the day, I was really big on making sure that I had my teammates back, making sure that I did my job so my teammate could not blame me for not doing my job and if we lost the football game. And there's times that my teammates definitely could blame me because there's times that I didn't do the job necessary to win the football game. You know, like the John scan, one of the John scans that we lost. I mean, I could have played better. I could have made another catch. Even though it was my best game, I could have made another catch. I could have made another law. I could have broke a tackle to score the touchdown instead of getting tackled. There's multiple things that I could have done to help us win that football game that I didn't do. But as long as the effort is there and the effort continues to be there every week and you don't give up on your teammates and you don't give up on your team, you know, players make coaches look good. Just always would it be that way. I mean, the coach has never really won a game for me. He's given me a strategy to go out there and implement. And if I implemented the strategy right, then we won the football game. But I can never blame a loss on Coach Gibbs. Coach Gibbs didn't make me drop a pass. No, I'm <laughs> he with didn't make you. me hit the block. You know, so I just trying to figure. I think the team is trying to figure out who they are and what they're doing. And but they do need to figure it out. Because what we in don't want to lose is this momentum. Yeah, because they want to play in front of 80,000 fans every week. They mm-hmm. do. 
They need to. Every home game should be in front of 80,000 fans, Burgundy and Go, cheering your name. But the only way that you're going to get to that is if the fans believe that you are truly back, and then you're going to go out there and you're going to put on a performance that that earns their respect. Because that's you know, what we did. We had a sold-out crowd. We didn't never not have a sold-out crowd the whole time right. that we played. And very rarely, point oh 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 one percent would be somebody in that stadium with another jersey on. <laughs> that's right. And we need to get back to that. Yeah, you know, I looked at, you mentioned Terry. You were part of the posse. I look at Terry McLaurin, Jahan Dotson, Curtis Samuel, and then you look at Deami Brown, Jamison Crowder, Pringle. Man, that's a hell of a room. And I, But they've got a baby at quarterback. So I'm going to ask you this before we let you go. How can these guys help Sam Howell? Now, they need to catch both of them, drop some big plays. What can they do to help him get rid of the ball quicker? I mean, obviously, if you get open quicker, that helps him get rid of the ball quicker. But sometimes if you're doing a double move or a triple move, a lot of times that's also, or if it's a play-action pass, that's something that, is timing has nothing to do with getting open earlier. It actually has a chance of getting open later because the whole key is to fool somebody about what it is that you're doing. I think Sam over time right now, I think Sam is a good quarterback. He's not a great quarterback. He's a good quarterback. I think over time he will become a great quarterback. But what you do have to do is when he is having a little bit of trouble, if you can catch that pass that's necessary to catch, it gives him confidence. The more confidence he has, the better that he will play because he's confident. You know, and don't get me wrong, I've dropped more passes than I like to admit to. But if I dropped a pass, I had Art Monk or Ricky Sanders there to catch a pass, to make up for me dropping the pass. You still make sure that our quarterback had the thing, had the belief in the receiving core. And the key is making a catch on third down is key because it keeps the chain moving. The kids always make it because you can drop a pass on first or second down, but you got to make sure you catch that bad boy on third down because it keeps the chains moving. Because you'll forget first and second down because the chains are still moving. You're still moving them. You're progressing the ball downfield. Um, so if I'm the cook, I think Washington has the best total receiving core in the league. I do. I think they're four to five deep. Whoa, 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 whoa. hold Go. slim, hold, hold slim. Say that again. I think they have the best receiving core in the league. All right. Their third, third, third and fourth receiver could start on any other football team in the league. Yeah, it, it is scary. All kidding aside, that's I mean, why that's I read it off scary. to you. I was like, dude, are you serious? Look at who's yeah. in that receiver room. Yeah, I mean, it's unbelievable. Like, I mean, I mean, I tell you, I mean, you know me, Doc. I mean, I'm horrible with, with numbers. I'm horrible with names, the whole nine yards. There was, a, there was one time this year that I thought Tommy Brown – was Dijon, was right. the kid from Penn State, because they looked alike. I was like, I said, why did he yeah. change his number? <laughs> I said, why did he change his number? I didn't realize it was another player. You know, yeah. so that tells you, I mean, how deep they really are. You know, the young man, it would have been nice if he'd have made that catch, you know, last week, you know, because yep. that gives you momentum. Everything, you know, touchdown. winning a football game is about momentum, yep. you know. But I guarantee you, the nice thing about it is he comes back, he regroups this week, and he goes, makes a catch that you you wouldn't think he could make. 
that's the best thing about football. You do have a chance to redeem yourself each and every week. So, Well, I just want to say this because I know you got to run, and JMU – Thanks to your NIL program. I knew it. I said, that big donor, they got Gary Clark putting in big bucks, and all of a sudden now nobody can beat you guys. But, hey, man, appreciate you, and uh, let's go. we'll go for the Burgundy and Gold, and hopefully we'll have a victory celebration Sunday around 6 o'clock. Sounds good. That way we'll have a packed house next week. Sounds That's good, right. Bro. All right, brother. All the best to you. Gary Clark wow. Realty, Gary Clark promotions, legends deal. If you name it, Victor, this guy's got his hands on it. And if he touches it, it's going to turn to gold. How about let's light the lamp up when we come back. 1-800-636-1067 is the number. Operation Return to Glory. Are our guys ready to go to New York and earn a victory? What are the keys when we come back? Overtime, a beautiful Saturday afternoon. Couldn't be better. They call it football weather. Buckeyes up 10-3 over the Nittany Lions. Lions are driving, and it's the kind of game you look for, man. I, I, I just like the King Kong Godzilla. I dug it when Alabama played Texas early on. I know it's a risk you take, and I kid my dear friend Brian Carpenter, Wolverine. Wolverine's number two in the country. And they played the Boys and Girls Club. They played the uh, the four loop, I guess the, I don't know. It, it's just ridiculous. It's not their fault. They play who's on their schedule. But I'm going, these big bucks, teams with big bucks, let's play some games, man, of interest. So this is exciting. Love to see it. It's like playoffs in every sport when you play big on big, rich versus rich not just feasting on those that don't have the economic power that you have. That's all I'm saying. And uh, everything's defined in the Big Ten by those three schools. If you can't beat them, then uh, it's going to be hard to get to Indianapolis for the championship. But what are we all waiting for? I wanted to see this, Buckeyes-Lions, and I want to see the Wolverines and um, the Buckeyes and Penn State. and So the whole nine yards. Eventually... Maryland is going to crack through this barrier. You have to. You cannot win a division or conference until you go and beat the big dog. You got to slay the giant. That's when you know that you've arrived. When you beat Dallas and win and win the East. Right on the West Coast where I was at, you have to beat the Trojans. You have to beat them and you have to go to the Rose Bowl and you have to win it in order to be qualified for this. Otherwise, you're just getting your ass kicked. And that is completely unacceptable. Brandywine is our next stop. Will, welcome to Overtime. What's going on, Doc? It's all good, man. You know what I do. Hey, look, man. So uh, this game, it's like deja vu. Chicago Bears all over again, right? Yep, yep, oh, you're right. They beat up. Yeah. Superior. Come out flat again. See what happens. That's all I'm going to say, Doc. Come out flat again against a divisional opponent that's itching for a win. We're going to yep. get our butts kicked. Yep. I, I, I don't know, Doc. I, I'm kind of scared of the game. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm scared of the game. You? These are the games, these are the games that we lose. Suppose you had to do the postgame show. How would you feel 
if you your gig was to do three hours after the game, how do you think I feel? Hey, Doc, I never call you post-game. I never call. I always call you on Saturday. So, you know, during the week when you were Big John, I called you all the time. Yeah. But the post-game, man, if we lose, I'm not watching football. I mean, I just can't do it. So I feel I sorry for you, brother. I really do. I feel sorry. You get three hours of that nonsense? Yeah. Well, the good news is that they pay me for it, so don't I don't I don't want you to take me to the confession post. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That that helps a little bit. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm working. I mean, I'm working. I'm I'm just saying that. But the whole idea of it is that I thought the Bears played with purpose. As soon as they heard that we lost Dick Butkus, the beloved Bear, you can never convince me that that didn't get them over the hump because deep down inside we played the game in high school pop water for free now you're gonna tell me you're gonna pay me and then have to beg me to perform i don't get that every guy would wanted to play this game for a living yes now you get the chance to play it for a living you you got your bag, and I still gotta pump you up? No, dog, I don't believe that. I hey, picked Doc. the wrong guy. Hey, See, Doc. The guy, we, yeah, I, I picked the wrong guy. Hey, Doc, we gonna find out what this team is really made of. This Sunday's gonna tell you what this team is really made of because if you can't oh, go out there it. and win this, if you can't go out there and win this game, eventually after getting hoodwinked a couple weeks ago, it's gonna be a long season. So. I'm just no, I'm you're skeptical right. at this point. I'm skeptical. But, uh, well, I'm, 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 I believe I'm cautious about it because how can I trust them? Because Jekyll and Hyde. Do you realize how few teams get blown out in this league? Doc, the numbers have, the numbers have proven, proven that to be a factor. You had a whole bunch of double-digit dogs who always cover the spread. I mean, I ain't trying to get no gambling, but, you know, you always say, oh, this team should win by 10 and they lose the game. Yeah. Uh, two teams yeah. last week, Eagles, Eagles and 49ers. So the competition level is not – people always think, oh, this team is so much better than this other thing. These all guys, just like you said, Doc, all these guys get paid to play this game. They're yeah. all the best at what they do. Otherwise, they wouldn't be in the NFL. So every Sunday, if you don't bring the best, the Chicago Bears happened to you. That's exactly <laughs> you right. You That's back. exactly right. Hey, man, always a pleasure talking to you, man. I hope I get to talk to you on the post-game show. If for nothing else, you'll hey, get God, a chance to hear from Lonell Willingham. That ought to make you get excited, hey, hey, just hey, that God, alone. You got, you, you got to get that little young buck in, in, in line, too, man. I asked him about if he knew Big John. He's like, I'm still learning. I'm like, yeah, you need to learn a whole lot more about Big John. They're talking about a 30 for 30. And I said, if you do a 30 for 30, 30 in D.C., Big John is the 30 for 30. That's no the guy. question. Who are you talking about in D.C.? No question. He is D.C. sports royalty King Kong, if you want to call him that. So No doubt that about it. Hey, man, I look forward to this conversation, man. Talk to you. All right, good deal. Akaki, it must be Vic. What's up, Doc? Victor, how are you? I'm good, Doc. You know, it's not many people that call me Victor, but I'll let you call me Victor, Doc, because you'll never be my dad, and you're a dignified man, so I say Doc will call me Victor. Well, you know, Vic, you don't have any other choice other than to hang up. You realize that, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, sir. (laughs) You sound like one of my old coaches. But, Doc, so um, yep. I, I'm confident that we can get a win. Um, 
I, I, I don't have any other choice than to believe, um, since you said that, that Ron Rivera and, and staff and players are going to, uh, to put up the effort to get a win because there's no other choice but for uh, the, the new ownership group and Magic and so forth and so on to fire Ron Rivera if he loses this game. And worse, if he gets blown out. So everybody has choices this weekend. We either come out with effort, um, we prepare, we should have prepared to, uh, to take away what they want to do to us. They're going to run the same play that they run with Daniel Jones or Tyrod Taylor because Tyrod Taylor is an athletic quarterback that can use his legs. And yeah. with the threat of the run action, with the threat of the RPO, he can throw yeah. behind our linebackers where it's been our weakness on defense, where our linebackers are not squeezing in the intermediate parts of the field. So if we, if we prepare to take those things away and play with effort, I don't see that too much that we will be behind the eight ball not to come out with the win. But if we don't, people need to get pink slips this week, period. I think I'll I, I leave it up to you. Well, I appreciate that. I mean, Vic, hey, man, you brought it strong to the mic. That's a requirement of being a part of what we do. And uh, I think everybody should understand there's consequences you know, I, I believe in one of my five top my goal setting uh, program is that rewards for success is fifth. Rewards for success. Goals have to have a clear and, and defined path. They got to be accepted by all involved. It, it is, but the consequences for failure have got to be clear. I've never believed that. That's a line that I'm not certain exists here in this program. It seems like no matter what happens, you still getting paid. You still the guy. It's almost like as much as I believe in the financial ramifications of all this going on, I like pay-per-view. <clears throat> you know, it's not realistic, but I'd love to gamble with people. Hey, Slim, you get $20 million, but you get $25 million if you're all pro. You want better on yourself, but if you don't and you stink, you get ten million. You really, you really sign that one? They wouldn't do it. Most of them wouldn't do it. But I'm just saying, if you all that in a bag of chips, bet on yourself. Why do I have to take the loss if you're a failure? I don't believe in that. I don't believe in that. Bobby in Alexandria, talk to me. Hey Doc, how you doing, buddy? I'm better I'm than ever, man. How you doing? Question. Okay. I'm doing awesome, man. Thank you so much for taking my call. I know this. I don't want to be a conspiracy theorist, but I've noticed every game that we play, and you've played, and B. Mitch played, and I never got through to him, but it's one of them deals where, you know, the enemy when he's calling the plays, you know, and I, he's a great dude, man. It just he doesn't cover his mouth, and I notice people do that. People steal signs and everything. It seems like every single time I turn around, it's like you. You know, they almost know what we're doing. Is there something to that, or am I just, you know, thinking outside the box? No, no, you're like me. You're paranoid. So I think if he's not covering, cover. Because these people right now, University of Michigan is being scrutinized right now because a guy went out, they think people are stealing signals. Now, I said this to Brother Carpenter this week. If you're not trying to press the envelope, you wouldn't be on my team, but we don't cheat, but we take every available chance to get better. 
So you might be onto something. And based on our results, here's what I'm saying about EB. Work with me for one second. The plays are open that he's calling. He can't make the guy catch it, and he can't make the quarterback throw it. But to say that we're pass happy when the plays are open, we don't execute it. No, you got to think that differently. If people were covered or we couldn't block at all, that's different. He cannot make people catch. He can't make this kid throw the ball. But for God's sakes, recognize people are wide open. They're not getting the ball. And when the occasion... I, I think people are watching, Doc. I think that they watch, and and I think it's a little more complicated. And I just not, I've never seen a coach ever do that before without covering his mouth when he's calling the play in. And I've noticed every game, you know, EB he he like has his play, he, like you say. If it's a play and you're doing the right thing, then you're going to catch the ball. You're going to run the ball. Yeah, they're open. But he he ain't like make him drop the ball. A runs coming or a, a pass is coming. <clears throat> yeah, he look. He's got them there wide open. Catch the damn ball. Go up there with two go. hands, Yami you Brown. Go. You're wide open. I mean, for God's sakes, <laughs> these guys are grown-ass men. We're making excuses <laughs> for them. Got to go to break. Hey, man, love talking to you. Ball Larry, Bebe. Hey, Junior, you guys stay on the line. Time to pay some bills right here on Overtime on 106.7 The Fan. Ah, the sun. Sun splash day here in the nation's capital. I got a shout-out to uh, Daniel... Curlin on X as uh, he remembered my, my old startup. I mean, not everything you try works, right? I'm the CEO of Renner Jerk, and he uh, had great concept. Victor, I mean, I was just ahead of my time. I was ahead of Amazon. You know, I was I just, but Renner Jerk, you got a problem, you know, your kid talking back to you or whatever, you call Renner Jerk. I come by have a conversation with the kid. You know what I mean? You got issues that you don't want to necessarily get that involved in, but you need some help. A teacher has a kid in the back of the classroom, you know, talking while she's talking. It's so easy. Hit your app, hit Renager. I show up 30 minutes later, end the problem. You got a guy that won't run the defense, won't do what you want him to do. Call me, call Renager. I come in. Have a meeting of the, of the minds with him. Case solved. Seems so easy. Can't believe it didn't take off. Back to the lines we go. Ba, welcome home. What's going on, Doc? You know what time it is. My brother, good to hear you, man. Doc, 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 well, first of all, Doc, because they, y'all talk about the uh, coach, uh, Rick John Thompson. Y'all talk about coach so much from um, your boy to coach Adams. I wish Coach was out here to break us down. This Wemby, uh, man. Wemby is something else, Doc. Yeah. Wemby, Wemby is something else. He I saw dominate. it. I know Ain't it. No doubt about it. He will I know it. It's amazing day. that Popovich, Wimbenyana, for those of you hip and pair, uh-huh. uh, Ba, we talking a little NBA about this man's a freak. He's the number one pick in the draft. The funny thing is that one of the smartest coaches of all time ended up getting him. It's the smoothest tanking job I've ever seen. I mean, Popovich runs circles around most of these coaches, and yet his team ends up being the work. This thing is so funny. But I'm glad that when Benyana gets him instead of some jackass 
who got the job because he's a friend of the family and ends up ruining a guy's career. So that's I can't wait to see him play. Hmm? Oh, no, no, no. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Uh, By the way, the boy we got here, Koulibaly, we can work with him. I think, you know, the Wizards can be at least nine seats. I'm putting the Wizards on a nine seat. Last night they looked bad. But the way they're playing right now, I'm going to put them on a nine seat. Now, let me get to the subject. The real thing is these people going to New York. They're glad to hear G. Clark in the house. That's the real dude. That can make me happy. That's the reason why I call. Because when I hear his voice, he's just great. Something about him. That guy is something else. But you know what? One question I wanted you asking is why Dotson is not getting the ball. Man, I was on the trying to tweet and all of that. Why Dotson can get open? Somebody got to tell me. Because some are right. But you know what? I hope Evie can figure that out. By the way, we're going to beat the New York. But the only way we're going to beat them is uh, El Rio keep plugging the defense. Bring me all those crazy guys who was coming around, KC and all those people. That's the only way we're going to win this game. And by the way, I think Chris Paul got to shut down Thibodeau. That madness Thibodeau is bringing, we got to yep. stop it. Douglas, Great call, man. I, hear you, man. I appreciate man. that, Ball. Talk to you in the post-game show. I can count on Ball. You know why? Because he's an original canine. No doubt about it. Larry out in Greenbelt. Yeah, Doc. Quick question. Oh, Is that LaPlata? My bad. No worries. Um, Frankly, I've lost patience with Rivera and Del Rio. You played on losing teams. You played on winning teams. What did Gibbs and his staff bring to the table to flip the switch to where y'all started winning? Was it a culture change, scheme, fundamentals, play calling? What would you attribute a good coaching staff does to flip the switch? All of the above. You named every one of them. You know, it's gumbo. It's not a filet mignon. It's gumbo. It's a number of different ingredients. And it's also how you prepare it. It's the most complicated dish one of the most complicated dishes with the best results. That's why I always credit my guy B. Mitch uh, because I know what he's I've seen him prepare it. I've seen how much time it takes. The variance of ingredients. None of this is easy. None of it's easy. But it's not impossible. And the thing that shocks me about this group not that you don't win a game is that you get slaughtered. That's unacceptable. It's unacceptable. Nobody's supposed to overwhelm you at this level. You lose by a field goal. Somebody makes a mistake. They drop a pass. Okay, so be it. But to get boat run? Oh, hell no. I ain't buying that. We deserve better. The lack of preparation. I mean, this team plays up to the level of its competition. That's a reflection of poor coaching, Doc. You know that. Well, I don't know what it is. I know this. They do work hard. And they've got talent. They've got talent, and they do work hard. But somebody that's overseeing this thing has got to evaluate it, not us. It's not our job. It ain't my job. My job is to pull for these kids to win on game day. The rest of that stuff is not my job. My job is to tell you what I see and help you not slit your wrists or commit suicide. Okay, because I need you to hang around here. Yeah, as the old song says, 
A change is going to come, Doc. Uh, you know, I just sent it. In the, the meantime, the let's pull for the fellas to win, all right? We'll deal with all that in the future. That's out of our hands. What we got to do, I don't want to blow this season. I don't want to push this off. I don't want to suck. I'm sick of that. I want to be competitive, and I want to see this group go to the playoffs with this group. It's possible. But they got to get your head out of your behind and perform. That's what it is. Appreciate the call. Jonesy, K9. Hey, Doc, listen up, man. I, I, I'm sick of listening to people talking like the season is already over. They're, they're still young. I mean, three and three, 500. <laughs> exactly. That is 500, right? That's 500. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, mean, I was sleep like, doing okay. math, but I do think you're right, yeah. I know that's right. I mean, you know, don't, don't get me wrong. I mean, hell, I can't, couldn't add and subtract one time messing around with Big Tony. But uh, anyway. Oh, God, um, yeah. <laughs> that's indeed. But it's still young. And my thing is, it's not, I'm, I'm, you know, I done went to sleep on the coaches as far as, that's why I don't even talk about them. I'm talk. I'm looking at the players. They are the ones that's got to go out there on the field and go up, march up and down that field and figure out whether they want to score or not. They are the ones who want to figure out, hey, do we want the W or are we going to settle for the L? I don't want to settle for nothing, especially losing. I want to settle for go for winning. And that's by every inch, every yard, punching, kicking, scratching. I don't care how we get it. As long as we come out on the other side of it with the W, that's all I'm concerned about. See, the still young, and I'm, I'm young with it. The only time I go great is when it's all over and we ain't got a chance. I'm sick of listening to people come on the stage and, oh, man, we got to get rid of the coach. Oh, the coach. Oh, oh, who do you think our next coach is? I don't care about nothing about none of that until next season. Next year's season ain't got here yet. That, the next off season, you know. My thing is I'm going to give those guys a chance when that when their time comes. They didn't have a chance to come in here and do a draft. They didn't have a chance to do free agency. They didn't have a chance at – Anything but purchase the team late in the fourth quarter in the last two minutes somewhere, what, in July. So I can't be concerned with that. That's the other side of the road for me. I'm concerned about winning now. I want to go to the playoffs like you just said. I remember seeing a Donnie Warren downtown in the parade. I remember seeing Mr. D at the parade with the daggone tall hat on, man, with the cigar in his mouth. I remember seeing Doc Walker, Mr. 88, down there on top of the bus with a smile on his face showing me a Super Bowl ring, a trophy, coming down Constitution Avenue after I done skipped school, supposed to have been in the, skipped, supposed to have been in the eighth grade. But I'm I'm down there at the parade. Parade principal don't told me not to come. He down there. I said he said you ain't supposed to be here in the belt, Jonesy. Or I said well you down here. Yeah, they don't know. So let's it's be our secret. And I won't even punish you if you keep your mouth closed. No problem, principal. Let's party together. Done deal. But I saw that Super Bowl trophy with Joe Seisman, my favorite quarterback. Well, yeah. mine too. Look, Jonesy, you're you 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 are branded. You in for life, and you know I appreciate everything you say because we speak the same language. We're not 
we're in this thing. And, and, and so I'm not into remodeling a house to still keeping me warm. I got to get this thing done. Some of them people over there might want you to fire them so they can go out and lay on their ass and play golf. I ain't giving you that out. You got to earn your money and you got the talent to get it done. Get off the snide and do your damn job. That's what we require. We're going to break on that one. Jones at K9 for life. Hey, folks, we appreciate you here. All of that's courtesy of the MGM National Listener Line. Of course, you can catch all this on the Odyssey app, and it's free. Stick with your boy, DOC. Back in a moment. 